Welcome back to this Wednesday edition of Sports Call Live on Tiger 95.9, the Tiger.fm, or if you're listening after the fact to the Sports Call podcast presented by Coca-Cola. We appreciate everyone out there for tuning in today. Ryan LaVoy, Cam Berry, and Tom Peavy with you here on this Wednesday evening. And we're going to go back to our Auburn Bank phone line now because very special guest Joe Bartle joins the program again here in 2023. Joe, we've certainly appreciated our chats over the years and uh, great to have you back here in 2023. I hope you're off to a very happy new year. Yeah, definitely happy new year. Hopefully uh, happy this week too with my Packers. Hopefully uh, taking care of business against the Lions. I never would have guessed when we were doing these calls like a, a month and a half ago that I'd be saying positive news about the Packers other than their firing coordinator defensive Joe Barry, but here we are. I mean, this, they're, they're poised for a shot at uh, making the seventh seed and possibly make noise. Yeah, pretty much a winner-take-all game there between the uh, Lions, Joe, and uh, it's been crazy to watch them rebound, as you said, and doing it all sorts of ways. Of course, uh, Joe Bartle here of Roto-Wire uh, does great work with fantasy football and uh, fantasy basketball, as we all know. And, and Joe, I want to start off, obviously, with the subject that's on everyone's minds in the NFL uh, and we will go into the, the scheduling side of it second, but first the human side of it. Just a, a crazy scene Monday night uh, with the Chiefs and Bills and DeMar Hamlin. Just what were your thoughts when, when you saw that happen and just uh, any perspective uh, on that event? Yeah, I probably can't give uh, nearly as great as perspective. We've seen really post-Bengals-Bills game. Um, I think a lot of great people have handled things more eloquently than I can. Um, I, you know, I, we've been doing this number of years. I don't handle grief all that well. It's, I would say, a character flaw for me. Um, it, it's something that you know I, I try to keep working on and being aware of uh, for the most part. So when that occurred, I, I think my brain immediately went to, I, I hope we didn't watch someone die. And, and, and it's hard. It really puts into context. I do fantasy sports for a living, um, but these are real people. I know millions of people have already said that, too. It was it was just a difficult thing. I, even today, we did the Waverwire podcast. We didn't do it Tuesday. We normally do it for obvious reasons, um, and it was hard. It was it was hard to talk about in anything in a fun manner. You know, I it was just we got to do this. Here are the motions. Here's what's happening for week eighteen, and I don't know if that changes for me on Sirius XM Friday or talking about the playoffs. Even if my Packers do make the playoffs, it's just. I, I don't know what will make me feel better. And I, I kind of wonder if that's where a lot of people who enjoy football uh, in America are at, too. Or I hope I'm not just the only one uh, that's struggling with that kind of concept. And you've heard multiple professional players, both past and current ones, I feel like express the same thing. Uh, and, you know, talk about how they put their lives in line when they're out in the field. And that's generally been a phrase or saying. And yet we kind of really saw it play out truly that way on Monday. I don't have any better words or anything um, more to say, and I wish I did, other than uh, I continue to hope and pray for uh, things to turn out in a positive fashion, which uh, credit to the the medical staff there from both sides, you know, credit to the coaches as well, too, who I think did the right thing by uh, forcing the folks' hand and uh, not playing that game. And I really thought the people that were doing the broadcast live, there's a lot of times I've been negative about ESPN's coverage. They were in a very difficult spot, and every one of them, they handled things way better and way more than I could have ever done, I think, in a, in a very difficult position. So a lot of positives around for that kind of uh, – what was a tough time Monday. Absolutely. A very tough scene. And, of course, 
Uh, the, the human aspect of it will always be the most important aspect of it. Uh, we do, however, go on, and now there are decisions here uh, with the league for what they've got to do uh, scheduling-wise here in the last week or two of the season, what they're going to do with the postseason. And, of course, Joe, as you mentioned, with the fantasy side of things, uh, of course, again, we, we understand the context here le- far less than, than human life, but uh, I, I have a lot, of, a lot of friends that had various Bengals and Bills, notably great football teams. Um, and, and so what needs to happen here with both the schedule and, I guess, uh, from the fantasy perspective? Yeah, that's the really hard part um, in addition to everything else is that these are two really great offenses. And likely if you made to the fantasy playoffs or semifinals, whatever it was, you were relying on some form version of the Bills and Bengals in your lineup. I mean, I, I was in five championships. Each one of them was impacted in some way um, by this. I, the, the first, as a, this is coming from a commissioner, I'm a commissioner a few weeks. Um, I, I'm waiting to determine what is going to happen with the Bills and Bengals, and I have to imagine the NFL will give us some context by the end of the week. So there really doesn't need to be a decision that's made until, let's just say, Saturday when the Week 18 contests are going to start. Um, once we get an idea of, like, if this game is being played, I'm just going to take the stats from that game, whatever it happens, and put them on there. If it doesn't, and given the Ravens being rescheduled to uh, 1 p.m. Eastern on Sunday, it would seem to indicate they are not going to reschedule that Bengals-Bills game. Then it becomes a matter of, I believe, to be frankly personal preference. So I've talked to a few of the people in the championship leagues and my leagues I'm commissioning and said, hey, I, this is unprecedented. I don't, I don't know what to do. Here are some options. And then they have more or less decided. So in some leagues, people have just forfeited or, or just said, I wasn't going to win anyway. It's okay. Let's go ahead and give you out the money. Uh, let's make it easier on the commissioner. Others, uh, it's been relatively close, and, and I've kind of presented the option. We can use the projected stat totals from that Week 17 game and just automatically apply them, and we go with that. We could use the scores from Week 18, like what, the, what both the Bills and Bengals produce, and act as if those are Week 17. The one wrong answer, I think, is just leave it as is. I, I don't think that's a fair conclusion to what would be a very difficult uh, or difficult way to uh, ignore the numbers that both sides would have presented in that matchup. That's the wrong conclusion, but there's so many of the right ones that I think you have to determine with your league mates and your league what you want to do. Sure, and uh, definitely, like you said, unprecedented uh, circumstance there. And, of course, most leagues do end uh, their playoffs after uh, this this previous week because of what we're about to talk about with Week 18. And granted, there are definitely playoff scenarios. There always will be. But there's also teams that uh, are just going to play some young guys or might uh, want a breather with guys that maybe could play or could not play. Uh, a team like the Buccaneers that has absolutely nothing to play for on Sunday. They've been debating all week if they're going to play uh, or how much they're going to play Tom Brady, how much they're going to play Mike Evans, who just had uh, the best week he's had in a long time. Uh, just with some of these guys um, that play or don't play on Week 18, uh, are you? Are there any? Is there anything special you're watching for the availability of some of these guys uh, here in the final regular season week? Yeah, the Giants are the other team, and and I think we got lucky as fantasy players out there that only two teams are more or less phoning it in. Um, I would anticipate the Giants don't play Saquon Barkley. I don't imagine Daniel Jones would be out there for very long either. Um, so when it's only Tom Brady, Saquon Barkley, maybe some of the receivers for the Buccaneers who say they're going to play their guys, and I just don't, I would not uh, roll the dice on that because I would imagine it's only a half, if not more, if that's the case. Um, it, it could be worse. It, it certainly could be worse in that regard. Um, the waiver wire was pretty slim, and I think if you're like streaming quarterbacks, that was really the only area in which 
you got um, positive news. And even then, guys like Justin Fields already being ruled out have made it where you're really scratching the bottom of the barrel. I I, I had uh, had this conversation with my co-host on the podcast today, uh, Jake Wotarski, and, and credit to him. He said, I have to do some more research, but I'm sure there's some players that have incentives that they have to hit um, to get X amount of money at the end of the season. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's a great thing. When all else fails and you're looking for fantasy production, go where the money might go. And I, I do kind of lean in that direction. I, I don't know if we need to put an article out there or if there's already one out in the universe about there should be uh, about different guys that are incentivized with the final conclusions of the contracts or whatever, and you hit X number of stats and touchdowns, uh, because that's what this Week 18 kind of represents. The NFL has done a good job with mostly divisional games in Week 18, meaning that uh, there's a lot left at stake. But for the Buccaneers and Giants, there really isn't a, a good answer for filling out some of these critical spots. And, Joe, when we look at the games that do matter this week, of course there's varying degrees of matter. Technically the Chiefs-Raiders matters just because the Chiefs could be the one seed. They could fall. But when you look at the games that are really going to be indicative of who's in the playoffs, such as that Saturday night game with the Titans and Jags, uh, you got some others for wild card seeding when the Patriots play. Uh, Jets and Dolphins might end up mattering. Uh, just what are you most interested in in Week 18 of the NFL? I guess I'm, I'm curious to know um... – the mirages that we saw in the first half, are they actually real? Uh, and some teams that have done well or have played poorly, reverse, either way, in the second half, can that be corrected? And I think specifically like Mac Jones and the Patriots. I mean, this is a match against the Bills. The Bills will have possibly stuff to play for uh, from the number one seed perspective, too. I have not been impressed at all with Mac Jones. And Ramondre Stevenson has been a fantasy factor for a lot of people. Jacoby Myers, you could probably start in the last three or four weeks and been totally fine. Will that kind of continue? Okay, let's play this out more. Like, uh, will Lamar Jackson come out to the Ravens? Okay, I don't know the answer to that, but can J.K. Dobbins continue to be successful? I think three of the past four weeks, he's been healthy. He's been at least a running back, too. Um, it's that kind of question. Or even extending it further to the Saints and Panthers, who realistically have nothing to play for, Rashid Shahid has been a, a under, um, sorry, he's been a under discussed relevant wide receiver three or flex option for the Saints and his continual development to what their offense might look like for next year. So there's some questions I want to answer for this season, but it's also really preparing for next year, too. And, okay, so what does the first round next year possibly look like? I know we're, we're like seven months away from that really being a relevant question or factor, but I, it is on my mind, at least as a, as a sicko who still does fantasy sports up until this point in Week 18 and cares about it. Um, and what does it mean from a dynasty and keeper perspective, too? There are still questions that could be answered for Week 18 in those realms as well. And uh, transitioning over to uh, basketball, Joe, uh, recently we've seen an unprecedented amount of high-scoring, insane stat lines. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, just just to name a few, uh, Donovan Mitchell, 71-11-8. Um, recently, Luka had his 60-point triple-double. Um, Embiid going off for 42-11-5. Um, Braun having back-to-back 40-point games. Um, are you? Would you say that that kind of carries over just because of the lack of defense in the NBA, or just these players are kind of turning it up a notch because you know the the games are starting to mean more as the season's going uh, going on? Well, how dare you leave up my my boy Giannis? I'm sorry, he, he, he did fifty double nickel. My <laughs> bad. My bad. Yeah, fifty five and what twenty? Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. yeah, yeah, an insane number. Um, I guess first off, Luca's triple double, but the. 21 rebounds and 10 assists. That that 
is one of the more insane lines, and uh, I don't think you will really see that ever again. Like he's just a, an insane talent, and very happy that he's in the NBA. And that kind of leads to my second point. You had mentioned, well, maybe the games matter more. I actually think the games matter less at this stage, especially with the eyes still in the NFL. And not that teams in the NBA care what the NFL is doing at all, but you can get by with the, oh, we'll go ahead and rest four or five guys uh, because their their hammies are acting up or whatever the Heat do every single game. It feels like um, right. there's there's less there's less stakes right now because you're kind of just trying to get through an 82 game season. Now, if you're in the NBA, maybe you try to figure that out and don't make your season 82 games, but. Whatever, that's the NBA's problem that they're going to have to eventually deal with. And they've, to be fair, have handled uh, issues and crises very well uh, over really the last uh, two decades, but certainly with Adam Silver's tenure. The other part is I just think there's more talent in the NBA than ever before. We've mentioned Luka and uh, Donovan Mitchell and LeBron James and Giannis. And half these guys are younger. I know LeBron's uh, certainly pushing 40 years old. That's that's a crazy part already, I guess, or he is 40, whatever. Um, I, that... Like I, we, uh, I was listening to local sports radio uh, here in Wisconsin, and I talked about what's your favorite Bucks player, and I went to immediately Michael Red in 2007. And if you said, "What does Michael Red do in the year 2022 in the NBA?" He's probably no better than like the fourth or fifth player uh, on a team that maybe wins 45 games. And, it, and it's insane that he was an All Star for a couple of years for the Bucks. And uh, I, I think there's just a lot of, and, and you guys here can do the same type of thing. And anybody listening, for every ever fan of the team they are, 20 years ago. You could probably name the all-stars or all-star caliber players and say, what would they be doing now? Not nearly as much. So I, I love that there is so much talent in the NBA. There's a reason why I think they will be expanding to 32 teams or whatever it is relatively soon. And uh, I think right now we can really appreciate the golden era of the sport because of the athletes that are there. But the way in which they're able to score, uh, it's not like you're watching 1960s Celtics games anymore where they're all going for two-point baskets, the three-pointers. And it, it isn't even so much the James Harden thing that we're flopping. I think we are just a golden age of uh, basketball overall at the moment. He's Joe Bartle of RotoWire, and Joe, we always do appreciate the time with you again. Uh, tell every every listener here uh, what you've got going on with RotoWire here as the football season concludes, but also as the basketball season continues on. Yeah, you can follow me at JB Fantasy Sports on Twitter. We just wrapped up our last waiver wire podcast of the year. We talked about our over unders at the beginning of August for NFL, and they're doing pretty good on that. Uh, hoping to be well above 500, which was a cool thing to see. And our best bets going like 7-0 and 1, possibly 8-0, which was a nice, uh, cool thing to end the year on, too. Uh, with the NFL season ending, I'll still have Sirius XM for the next month, leading up into the Super Bowl. Then it transitioned into kind of like the, the dynasty coverage. What, what's the rookie draft going to be looking at? Uh, I can already tell you right now, there's going to be a decent amount of depth at the running back position, which is exciting to see, given the last couple of years that have just not been all that great. Uh, and then we got the NBA. I'll be doing more of the gambling coverage and, and gearing up for that as well, too. So lots still to come uh, if you're interested in following my coverage. But overall, RotoWire has got you set. I mean, baseball is a big thing for us now uh, as a company, and that will get even bigger as we continue on leading up to spring training and pitchers really getting ready to go. Well, Joe, we're just going to have to get you on all year then. I was just trying to keep it to like a five- or six-month deal for you, give you a summer off. But you know what? We'll just talk Brewers all summer long, too. Oh, well, you can just hear me whine about the Brewers. I'd rather talk about a team that matters like your guys' team uh, <laughs> sure. throughout the course of the season. That, that's going to be more important to me. I can tell you that. I got you. Well, Joe, we do appreciate the time. As always, good luck to your Packers this weekend, and thanks for joining the program again. All right. Sounds good. Thanks for having me on. That is Joe Bartle of Roto-Wire, again, joining us on this Wednesday edition of Sports Call.